what's up, peeps? Straight Shooting LJA here, and welcome to another episode of the Straight Shooting View. Welcome back. Now, um, one thing I do want to discuss is taking a knee. Taking a knee in football. Now, of course, the back end of the basic restarted 20, um, 2019-2020 season was basically underscored by the fact that um, football has been taking a knee um, in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement after the George Floyd murder. And in the in Premier League games, EFL games, um, as as well at the start of the 2020-2021 season um, as well, taking a knee has become basically a regularity. And... Les Ferdinand recently had some very, very interesting comments um, about the taking the knee. And I think it was September 18th where QPR's players did not take the knee against Coventry in a championship match. And um, what's it? Les, Les Ferdinand, who, who is director of football at Queen's Park Rangers, came out and said that the reason why the QPR players didn't take a knee is because it's just basically become a token gesture. And as I've said on vlogs before, when this first started, I said that, yeah, putting Black Lives Matter on shirts and taking the knee and all that kind of thing was all good. But if the Premier League specifically, but football in general, if the Premier League was serious about anti-racism, there would be more draconian punishments for racist behaviour and also there would be more diversity at the top levels of the game. And I am in total agreement with Les Ferdinand in regards to taking a knee before a football match has become a token gesture, the message has become diluted, and it really doesn't help with change. Things like the, um, the what's it, Football's Black Coalition, FBC, that has just been started recently... Um, which was in, in this country, which was inspired by the MLS um, Black Players Black Players for Change um, initiative out there, and then them two organisations, the FBC um, and the MLS um, Black Players for Change, they have actually been in touch via conference calls, and I think those kind of entities coming into creation, along with yes, um, football's Black Coalition. It's one of them ones. Those kind of entities coming into effect can potentially create some sort of change because actions speak louder than words. And football has sadly been really, really poor over the last 50 plus years in regards to trying to help eradicate racism. Football as an entity has had so many chances to be a leader, to be a standard bearer in trying to help eradicate racism because football can't eradicate racism football is a microcosm of society and for me that's why football has failed on a number of occasions to help get rid of racism where you look at manchester city a few years back i think it was 2014 where man city were fined more for coming back to the pitch late than cska and moscow fans were for racism same with porto as well and it's like what kind of mixed message does that send out? So football is riddled with that kind of thing. And 
for me, it's it's a case it's a case of it was heartbreaking to see that reports of discrimination um, by kick it outs reports have gone up forty two percent last season in the twenty eighteen nineteen season forty two percent as a rise in reports of discrimination. So that means so that basically means if you really want to like peel the onion back a bit further and look between the lines, that means. 40, that means a 42% rise in reporting doesn't mean only a 42% rise in discrimination happening. That just means 42% as a rise in terms of things getting reported. So imagine how much discrimination actually is happening that's not being reported. Certain clubs, I'd say Brentford in particular, have recently had to ban a fan for life after racist comments said in a video. And that was a Brentford season ticket holder who did agree to um, a rehabilitation program. But Brentford, props to them, they banned the fan for life straight up. Done. No arguments. And that is the kind of action that you need clubs to be taking. And Brentford are very much a community club. Same with Queen's Park Rangers as well. The diversity with those two clubs, with races, ethnicities, backgrounds, all that is tremendous. And that is a start. Just like, um, what's it, um, I think it's San Diego Loyal walking off after an, after alleged homophobic slurs were aimed at a openly gay player of the San Diego Loyal side out in America. They walked off the pitch. They were like, they were like yep, we're not taking this. And remember in the past, remember Euro 2012 and Mario Balotelli said that if he was racially abused, he'd walk off the pitch. To which UEFA came out and said, oh, well, if you walk off the pitch, we're going to find you. You're going to get in trouble. And it's like, that's one of the problems here. And it's like, so Les Ferdinand saying that, oh, taking the knee is doing nothing. He's spot on. And actions speak louder than words. And when you've got that, and that was eight years ago, when you've got that kind of message coming from UEFA, the European governing body of football, that's an absolute disgrace. And that's what we're fighting against in terms of getting equality. That's the level you're fighting against. You got um, Seth Blatter back in, I think it was 2011, that we discussed on a pitch talk show. It might have been 2010, where he, he was talking about, oh, there's oh, race, invisible racism. And it's like, no, bro. He was trying to basically deny that racism is in football. And it's like, again, he was head of FIFA at the time, the world governing body of football. So when you've got that kind of thing coming out from the powers that be in the game is it any wonder that racism is not just a problem but discrimination is still a problem as well as mentioned with San Diego Loyal with in regards to homophobia so discrimination is still a major league problem and a lack of diversity is a major problem Asians are very underrepresented in football extremely underrepresented black people we are especially black males, we are majorly represented on the pitch, but off it, in the boardrooms, in management. And some may say, oh, you're not good enough then. It's like, no, there are systemic barriers. There are legitimately systemic barriers, which is why I think the EFL last season basically introduced a version of the Rooney Rule, where for every managerial role, you have to interview at least one person from a from a black or minority ethnic background, which 
I've always kind of been against the Rooney Rule because sometimes it enable it shouldn't it shouldn't be necessary. Bottom line, a Rooney Rule shouldn't be necessary. If the playing field was already level, you wouldn't even have to think about a Rooney Rule. And I might do a deep dive in, in, in terms of Rooney, the Rooney Rule out in the States and the statistics behind it. But it is one of them ones where uh, we really shouldn't have to even be going down this road. But sadly, we have to because discrimination is still there. It's not based. People are not generally hired on meritocracy. It's generally that good old boy net, network kind of thing. Look at the FA Council and the lack of diversity there. Look at look at all these kind of all these kind of coalitions that have had to be formed just to get a voice. And Troy Town Troy Townsend um, has um, from Kick It Out has has said, "I want to." I, I want to have a game where a black voice is heard, where a BAME voice, and I hate that acronym, is heard, where we shouldn't have to be campaigning for equality. It should be a given. And that's the way it should be. Sadly, it's not the way it is, but it's the way it should be. And as I said, as I've said before, these token gestures, such as taking a knee, etc., these things, these things. The more you do it, it ends up becoming, it, it ends up diminishing returns. The more, the more you do it, the more you do it. It's like, yes, I'm, I'm doing the, I'm taking the knee. Yes, I'm doing this. Yes. It's like, well, what else are you doing? Are you actively promoting diversity within the game? And I'm not talking about fast tracking and putting people in positions just because their face fits or to fill a quota. I'm talking about those who are legitimately qualified getting proper opportunities. Not just there because, oh, it's Black History Month. Let's put a black face up, up front. No, not talking about that and I never have. That's why I'm in a little bit of disagreement and it's a bit of a quandary with the Rooney Rule. But for me, it's one of them was the fact that racism is still an issue in 2020. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It's disappointing. As a person, as a black man, as a father, it's disappointing. Now, it's one as I said, the powers that be in football need to really realize that you can't have this closed shop, good old boy network anymore. You can't. Because you're supposed to, just like in government, you're supposed to represent, you're, you're supposed to be an image of those who you represent. So if you're representing a constituency, if you're an FA representing a county, you're supposed to be a representative for that area. You can't, so you can't have people of one, just one background, just one ethnicity, just one color, pretending to represent everybody because it doesn't work like that. You can't represent everybody. You can't be of just one single mind and one set of experiences and say that you represent everybody because you don't know everybody's experience. That's why a panel has to be diverse. That's why, in theory, a jury has to be diverse because it has to, rep it has to be representative of a cross-section of people, not just one group. And again, this is why I think Les Ferdinand is spot on with what, with what he said about Taking a knee isn't doing anything. Actions 
there needs to be more diversity. There needs to be more education in regards to racism and anti-racism. There needs to be harsher punishments for racist behaviour to show that it won't be accepted and it's not tolerated and it's not going to be advocated. That's where I sit on it. So it's so it's one of them ones. As I said, let's for now shout out to shout out to you. Because hey, you coming out with that strong conviction, a lot of people misunderstood it. And the fact that people misunderstood it and tried to denounce it and say, Oh well there is equality. Oh there is no systemic barriers and it's like Christ. The fact that you're coming out you know, some people are still coming out with that means they just don't get it. They just don't get it. And no matter how much you talk to them, you can talk to your blue in the face, they're not going to get it because they've never been through it and they don't seem to want to understand it, some people. But, hell, it's one of them ones. One one. Some say football and politics shouldn't mix. <clears throat> Too late. <laughs> That's been happening for decades. From 2010, a decade ago, where... David Cameron, who was Prime Minister at that time, saying, oh, football's murky politics and Seth Blatter taking issue. It's like, well, football's murky politics, but politics are murky as well. Football's a microcosm of society. So as long as you've got racism in society, sadly, it's going to permeate football because people think that they can get away with chanting stuff on the terraces that they would never even try and get away with out on the street because they know there'd be a backlash. But in a football stadium, they think it's fine. So there's a long way to go in terms of eradicating racism in society and in football. But as I said, football is just a microcosm of society. Anyway, has taking a knee become a token gesture? Are the Premier League and EFL just doing it for PR purposes? Or are they really or are these entities really committed to tackling racism in football and encouraging diversity? Throw the FA in there as well. Are they? Comment section is below. I am Straight Shooting LJ. Remember, this is the Straight Shooting View on Pitch Talk. Shout out to Jesse Fizzle, the G-Man, JBK and Nate Arsenal as well. More vlogs will be coming your way in the coming months, years and for life. Here's one of us. I have this straight shooting LJA at Pitch Talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we're up to. Facebook.com forward slash Pitch Talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. See what we're up to there as well. We're going to have blogs coming soon from Jesse Fizzle as well. And it is one of them on Instagram, at Pitch Talk on Instagram. IGTV, we've got videos up there as well. I've been straight shooting LJA. And until next time, thanks for your time, peeps. Latest. Thank <laughs> you.